Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is pure. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Kornheiser is off. I'm in Chicago. I think you know what that means. The new set belongs to Phil and Frank, baby. Got a jacuzzi over there. Floor to ceiling window so I can see the Capitol building. Hey, no what rearranging a job. in there, okay? There's no rearranging anything on your first time on the new set, Frank. Be you know, careful. You know, if you were renovating, I have a contractor that you could have used. I know a guy yeah. who builds. That's all I'm going to say. I've said too much. We all know a guy, don't we? <laughs> That's right. I think we do. Welcome to PTI. Tony made it, you know, four full days this week, and then you needed a breather. Uh, so I'm pleased to be joined by our great friend, Frank Isola. Back to the new year. We begin with big global stars down under at the Australian Open, where Coco Golf, still 15 years old, reached deep, deep, deep down and beat maybe the world's best player today, Naomi Osaka, 6'3", 6'4". And this came on the same night that Serena Williams got bounced from a slam in the first week for only the second time in 20 years. Serena lost the long three-setter to another one of the young women, Wong Chong, who is making women's tennis so compelling right now. Frank, golf winning, Osaka and Serena losing. What's the biggest story here? Coco Goff, Michael, is an incredible story. What she's doing at that age, you know, still in school, talking about, you know, that she still has homework she has to hand in. But the biggest story is Serena. You know, she won last week at Auckland, and you're thinking, you know what, maybe she's going to get to that number 24, Margaret Court's number for Grand Slam titles. She loses. Now, she hasn't won in over three years. She's 38 years old, and here's the thing. She lost to Wong Chong. She beat her at the U.S. Open. It took her 41 minutes. She lost one game the entire match. Here we are just a few months later, and she goes down in three sets. Serena's had disappointing losses since coming back from giving birth. This might be the biggest disappointment. Frank, I don't, I don't disagree with any of the assessment of that. You're right, and it's just sort of amazing. But, Frank, no matter what Serena does, I mean, her place in history is set. You know, it's just sort of like dealing with Drew Brees or Tom Brady I mean, you know, if, if she's not the GOAT, and I think she is, then she's so close. It's like, okay, fine. But when Goff and Osaka are on the stage yeah. now, you know what? They almost deserve equal billing. I know they have years and years of championship tennis to go before they can equal Serena. But on the ascend, I mean, this is just amazing. Oh, look, look, Osaka wiped the floor with Coco Goff that's last right. year. And, I mean, that's what she was supposed to do. She at that point, was sort of the reigning player while Serena was trying to pull it back together. But you take all the women we have mentioned in this conversation so far, and they are playing at a level. Like, I'm not going to say they're playing at a level greater than, our, than Navratilova and Groff and Sellers and Serena and Venus, but they're approaching it. There's new style to it. There's energy to it. And I think, actually, golf winning is the biggest story right now. She's 15. Frank, I yeah. think of it as I got an 11-year-old kid. She's only four it's, years it's, older it, than he is, amazing. and she is fabulous. And you know what's interesting about the story, too? You mentioned when they played at the U.S. Open. 
they have a very close relationship. This could be something now where we see these two great players. It could be a lot like Nadal, Federer, Jokovic, even, you know, Sampras and Agassi, where we could see them the next 10 to 15 years. Treat it. Dominating. Treat. Ten, and Co- 10 years, I hope, and at least. And Coco Goff is still, I mean, think about when she really starts to mature, how much stronger she's going to get. Her ground strokes are off the charts now. And like you said, she's only 15. Amazing Crazy. to watch. It really is. All right, Michael, the other American teenager that is the talk of the sports world, that, of course, is Zion Williamson who scored 22 points in his NBA debut on Wednesday, including, of course, 17 straight during a spectacular three-minute and eight-second run in the fourth quarter. Now, Michael Zion said he felt fine after playing just 18 minutes, so is it fair to expect him to top his debut performance tonight against the Denver Nuggets? Might he do that, Frank? Yes. Is it fair to expect it? I don't think so. Is he going to play I mean, more think, than 18 minutes? That's the question. Yeah, I, I think. Well, what's your over-under? I'm going to say 22 minutes. I don't think it's going to be that much more. I mean, so we're talking 23 minutes. I think you're right about 22, Yeah, we're in the same minutes. ballpark. Frank, you can't expect more. He may deliver more, but to expect more is just, it, it's not just unfair. It's insane. And look, he's playing against a better team. He's playing against a team with some size. Yeah. I mean, I know Jokic isn't much on. He is not the greatest defender. He didn't block many shots. But but Denver, Denver's been playing really well. I I don't know. I expect the numbers to go down, but I want to see how he moves. I'm still looking for subtle stuff and how he interacts with his teammates and what they're playing like as a team. I'm not expecting Zion to come out and hit four for fourth on from three point land. I don't know about you. Yeah, and the guy that could probably challenge him a little bit at the rim is a Duke guy is Plumley, and he's hurt he's not playing so if you go back to Zion's first game the amazing thing about it was the four three-pointers he didn't have four three-pointers in the game when he was at Duke do I expect that tonight probably not but I think you talked about you know the size at the rim I think he's going to try to score a little bit more inside I also think unlike the first game against the Spurs where he kind of eased into it and then he had that run in the fourth quarter. I think he's going to try to start off a little bit quicker in this game, knowing, like you just said, that he's probably on about a 19 to 23-minute stretch right here, and then they're going to take him out of the game. I don't think he's going to get 22 points again, but I do think he's going to be a lot more aggressive early well, on. I mean, I mean, aggression, I think we're looking for. Um, and he has some wow plays, and I, I think he can have four or five wow plays that don't, revolve around three-point shooting. I mean, we got to get over that. Yeah. I mean, how many times in his career is he going to go four for four? Not career, but over the next year or two. He is not a great shooter in terms of form, and we've been told that by scouts and opposing players and, and coaches for a while now. But he can have those wild plays, and I think that's what I'm looking for as and, much as points scored. And you know what, Michael? He talked about the same play that you and I talked about. He thought his best moment was the rebound. He led the fast yeah. break. The quick pass over to Etuan Moore for the layup. By the way, a couple of dates here. Sunday, they get Boston. ESPN game, little plug right there. Next week, they get Memphis. Super Bowl Sunday, they'll get Houston. And then the day after, two days after the Super Bowl, the Greek freak comes to New Orleans. Greek freak versus Zion. How good would that be? And Houston, because who knows? He could score 45 in that game, given how much defense those guys have been playing lately. All right, we know the All-Star starters now. There's no East versus West. LeBron and Giannis are the captains. Folks like me just presume LeBron with the first pick by virtue of receiving the most fan votes will take his Lakers teammate, Anthony Davis. But Frank, Kawhi is out there. Luka is out there. Who would you take with your pick of the eight remaining guys? I'm taking the youngest, most exciting star right now who's not a captain, who's not Giannis and not LeBron. I would take Luka. 
but he's going to take Anthony Davis. You don't go through everything you went through last year to get him on your team to begin with and not take him in the All-Star game. And remember this, too, Michael. I know you think you're going to be the big star because it's going to be in Chicago. Anthony Davis is from Chicago. Yes, he is. They're going to try to get him the MVP award, and LeBron wants to be on the team. You and I I have the same reasoning. The All-Star game so often when there's a big star who's playing at home and Anthony Davis is doing that, they really rally around him. And look, can you imagine? And LeBron is so aware of this because Le- Le- LeBron, he really is. He, he is. He's a modern star and that he takes so many things into account that maybe older guys would just sort of brush aside. And I mean, previous generations. And he knows what would happen. The reaction would be right. if he took somebody other than Anthony Davis. Oh, my God. I mean, Twitter would break. Social media would just they just couldn't get over themselves. Um, if he chose Luca and all the things they would read into it erroneously. So, so you just, you, you make things easier in a million ways by taking Anthony Davis and setting him up for yeah. success. So you go into that sprint, of course, really sprinting those final 30 games of the regular season. Here's the thing though. Giannis with his first pick, if he does take Luca, Giannis has the ability now to maybe put together an all international team because you could then take Siakam and Bede and then among the reserves. You figure Jokic is going to be there. Gobert is going to be there. And by the way, Sabonis, even though he was born in Portland, he has citizenship in Lithuania. He could be on the team. How about an all-international team Frank, for Giannis? That's what it should be anyway. Yeah. You know, I've been I've been agitating for this for years. We're back at the point. We're back at it. I mean, we're at it years and years ago when you had Olajuwon. That's right. Now you've got these this young crop of international stars. Stop with choosing U.S. world stars. Play each other. That's what the All-Star game should be for the next five years. And remember, Ben Simmons, Australia, even though LeBron... Ben Simmons remember, as well. Last year, he made the trade, and he made Giannis trade into him the night that they picked the team. So he's going to want Ben Simmons, the same agent, the whole thing. You know how that works. All right, the San Francisco 49ers, they will travel to Miami on Sunday in advance of Super Bowl 54. And their quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, will arrive with a chip on his shoulder. Garoppolo is well aware of the criticisms he's received for throwing only eight passes in the NFC title game. I think it's absurd since they were able to run the ball so effectively, but everyone's getting on how many passes he threw. So, Michael, does this work for or against the Niners that Garoppolo attempted the fewest passes in a playoff game since 1973? What game are they playing in again a week from Sunday? That's right, the big one. So, I mean, to, to argue that anything has worked against them, I'm with you. I mean, people are stupid. They, I mean, there's a lot of hours to fill with content, and much of it's crazy talk. Um, Garoppolo did what his team needed him to do, which was pivot. That's pivot, right. That's the strength off. of the team. There is nothing as effective as running a team out of the building, literally muscling a team with old-fashioned football, humiliating them and getting them out of the way. And now, is, is Garoppolo not rested? I mean, he's had he's had shootouts. He, it's not like he's never won a shootout. We've seen him win a couple this year. It doesn't work for or against him. He needs to come out. This game is an independent entity and play well in the Super Bowl. The teams that have the most success against Kansas City, what they do is they keep Kansas City's offense off the field. How do you do that? By running Run the, the ball, ball and milking Run the, the clock. Ball Remember again. when Houston beat them a couple of, uh, couple of months back? And when Tennessee was off to that good start exactly. in the first half, what the they ball. do, they kept... Patrick yep. Mahomes off Now, the you field. mentioned some of those games. I'll give you one that he had in New Orleans, that shootout. He was 26 of 35, 349 yards, four touchdowns. That's going on the road and beating That's New great. Orleans. So the idea that he can't throw the ball, but I will say this. Ever since throwing that interception late in the first half against Minnesota, he's only attempted 14 passes. Now, that turnover was his 19th. 
that the, that's the most of any player that made the playoffs this year, 19 turnovers. So do you think they're a little concerned that he can get a little no. turnover crazy? Because no. he only threw 14 times since that interception, Michael. But I don't think that has anything to do with that. You know what? People talk about game plan. And one thing people do, they credit Bill Belichick for, for coming up with a different plan yep. every single week specifically tailored to the opponent. That's what Shanahan and his staff did with the 49ers. So why don't they get credit for that? Jimmy Garoppolo, if he's forgotten how to throw the ball, they're really going to be in trouble, and I'd really be surprised. I like how you mentioned Belichick. It's really Belichick's quarterback is going to be playing next Sunday, the guy that was supposed to replace Tom Brady. Developed mostly by Bill Belichick. That's right. Let's take a break. We're coming up. Does unbeaten San Diego State deserve a one seed in the NCAA tournament? And Ed Orgeron gets an extension into 2026, not too shabby. But will he stay at LSU all the way through it? Ah, you got him going somewhere else already? Are you in Chicago practicing in the celebrity game? Is that how it works? You getting there a little early? Training camp. I'm practicing camp. what I'm going to put on a clipboard, how I'm going <laughs> to throw it, how I'm going to get a technical. You're going to be the biggest celebrity on the team. Any sports writer can tell you what happened. But here at PTI, we tell you what's going to happen. Let's get the first call. Hey, Frank. Howdy, Mike. Do you see the Heat losing their second game at home tonight? Ooh, the Heat lost only one home game so far, Frank, as you know, to the Lakers. But they've had a couple of close calls in overtime recently. Sacramento and the Wizards, teams that you don't think are in the yep. Miami in Miami's class, given the way they've played this season. It looks like they're just sort of teetering, and Miami's one of those teams that needs to get to the All-Star break. But I'm going to say no. They're going to be fired up for this game against the Clippers, and the Clippers have sort of been, you know, looking great when everybody's in there, not so much when they're not. Yeah. I'm going to go with my – I'm going to stay true to Miami. One more home game one. It'll be interesting to see Jimmy Butler kind of getting snubbed, see how he plays tonight. Bam out of bio. But remember this about the Clippers. Didn't get snubbed by me. I voted for him. <laughs> I should have voted for him. I made a big mistake. Kawhi Leonard will be back. He had a load management game against Atlanta. They blew a 21-point lead in load management games. The next game after – the Clippers are 6-1 and one with Kawhi. What do you think about the story about uh, from The Athletic? Players are upset that Kawhi is getting preferential treatment. I, what, this comes as a great surprise? And I would say to those players, when you lead a franchise that has never been even near yep. the championship, a sniff of it, when you lead them to the big stage and they have the big trophy, then you can be jealous Folks, of Kawhi. Folks, the stars get all the preferential treatment. Me and Michael, you think that's you know, how it works. I learned to What's live with it. He gets preferential call? treatment. Hi, guys. I want to know if you see the Cavs trading Kevin Love. Ooh. Well, I mean, this you know, there are all kinds of reports out there that Kevin Love's going to be traded here and there. He could help a team. He's making this big money. He's not helping Cleveland. They could dump salary, also get some picks, start to really get the rebuild in gear. But Love has come out now and said he'd be happy to stay in Cleveland. Mm, I mean, that could be a great that? PR move. I, well... I don't, I, I don't want to say I don't believe him. You, you can be happy to stay in Cleveland and you can be happier to go somewhere where you're going to be likely playing in May because they won't be doing that in Cleveland. I think they will trade him. Frank, what do you think? He knew what he was getting into when LeBron left. Then Kevin Love signed four years, $120 million. Right. Okay. Here's my thing though. Not a lot of teams out there. There's not a big market for him because defensively, he, he doesn't bring it. He gets hurt a lot. I would say Nobody's this. Nobody's playing defense Hang in the league right now anyway. Let me give you a, a trade. How about Kevin okay. Love to Philadelphia, Al Horford to maybe a team like Dallas, and then Dallas has to give Cleveland something back. Cleveland gets off that well, number, like you, Al Horford in Dallas. Like you, it seems more likely that Al Horford could be on the move 
But you you got to have the big fella in there. He can't be missing a ton of games if Al Horford's going to be moving I elsewhere. Know. And I know there's been some talk about that, too. I, but Embiid's got to play. I don't, think, out there I don't think Kevin Love's getting traded. Not, not right. now. Maybe over the Let's summer. Let's take the next call. Hey, guys. This is Dion. Do you guys see San Diego State getting a one seed? You know what, Frank, I do. And I know, look, we're over a month before we need to start talking about bubble teams. But they're 20 and 0. It's incredible. I, I realize they're playing in a conference that's like, you know, the 10th ranked. But if you look out there and you try to go through the schedule and play W and L, and that's what we all do, you know, they got to play at the pit. They got to play against New Mexico in that building. And New Mexico's a pretty good team, 15 or 16 wins right now. That's a hard road game. But even that, let's say they go in there and they get thumped. That's still one loss. When you go down that schedule, I'm not so certain you can find more than two or three losses. They're going to get a one seed, Frank. I think it's already set up for that. Yeah, they're going to have to run the table. A lot of people believe that they can do that. Remember, in the Mountain West, you do have UNLV in that conference. That's a team that they're not the UNLV that they once were. No, my point is that they have had number one seeds, you know, out of that part yes, of the country. They have. Now, San Diego State, it's interesting. That's Kawhi Leonard University. Steve Fisher used to be the coach there. They have a big-time defensive team, and they got a guy, Malachi Flynn, a transfer from Washington State, plus they have two grad transfers. So it's a much older team. They have the ability to run the table here. The last time I saw that team in person, Frank, I went to see Kawhi Leonard specifically because everybody was talking about this kid who might be able to make the transition and might be a terrific NBA player. I remember watching him in a couple of games in that tournament before they lost, thinking, he's nice. Did it didn't you, look like all that much. So you told Larry Bird, wrong. trade him to the Spurs. You see, Larry Bird should have listened to you. Man, bad advice. What's next? Guys, do you see Ed Orgeron being the head coach at LSU through 2026? Yes. Of course. I mean, all we heard throughout the bowl game, the semifinals and the final, was what a perfect fit Ed Orgeron is at LSU. So what? He's not a perfect fit because what? Who's going to come along and offer more money, a more comfortable fit, and a place where they're going to be more tolerant in big-time college football than they are of him? I, 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 I don't see him leaving, Frank. Do you? Possibly. You know what's amazing? Les Miles won the national championship. He stayed there nine more years. I was blown away when I heard that. And Ed Orgeron at LSU, do you realize that he's 11-1 and the past 12 games against teams that are in the top 10? All he does well, is that win, change. All he but does the is win is, games. We should be looking at this two ways. Not just would he leave. If they have three or four disappointing seasons, playing in that conference as possible. Yeah, well, they right. try to get rid of him. You know how college football people are. They're the he's, craziest he's fans figure, on though. earth. And he won a national championship. Phone something. lines are closed. Stop calling. Hang up. <laughs> Let's take one last break. But in our future, I see us talking about Roger Federer's close, close call at the Australian Open. And Eli Manning's final press conference. As a giant. There he goes, off into the sunset. Are people weeping in New York, Frank? Is that what's happening? It's been a big week, Derek. It's happy time, people. Happy 59th birthday on Sunday to Wayne Gretzky, the greatest hockey player who ever lived. He's Wilt and Ruth and Jim Brown rolled into one, quite frankly, the most prolific athlete in pro sports in North America a nine-time Hart Trophy winner for his sports MVP, and he won four Stanley Cup titles. Then he went to L.A. without his posse of Messier, Curry, (laughs) Fjord, and damn near one in Los Angeles. Plus, he is the nicest guy in the history of the world, Frank. All right, Michael. He has an NHL record 894 goals. If he didn't score a single goal, he would still have the NHL record for points. 
How incredible is that? He is the great one. He is the the great one. A not-so-happy anniversary, Victor Oladipo. On this day last year, the Pacers announced you were out for the rest of the season after rupturing a quad tendon from a non-contact injury while playing the Raptors. Oladipo blossomed in his two seasons in Indy and is expected to make his season debut next week against the Bulls. Frank, I root for this kid as hard as I do anyone in sports because he exemplifies all the right stuff all the time. Great player. And that injury, Kawhi had that injury. By the way, the Pacers, 29-16. and 16. Brogdon, Sabonis Brogdon. should get some consideration Sabonis. for the All-Star yes, game. They they've should. been terrific. And Nate McMillan's done a great job as well. We love all the people coming back. Happy trails, Caroline Wozniacki. She announced earlier that she was going to retire after the Australian Open, and that means now. After losing earlier this morning in Melbourne in a tough three-set match, Wozniacki's highlight is winning this event two years ago, her only Grand Slam title. The only active player who's been world number one longer than Wozniacki is... Serena. And Serena's her BFF. By the way, Wozniacki on the court after the match, got a family taken with her, a uh, picture taken with her family. David Lee, her husband on the court, former NBA player. All right, we're running out of show. We got to rush through the big finish. Frank, the Giants are going to retire. Eli's number 10. You okay with that? Why not? He's Mr. Giant. Roger Federer won a tiebreaker 10 8 in the fifth set to advance. Your thoughts? Usually doesn't get pushed this early in a slam. Might be, might bear watching. Oregon quarterback Justin Herbert was named the Senior Bowl Practice Player of the Year. What of the week? What? We're talking about practice. The third quarterback taken in the draft. The Knicks hired Steve Stout's marketing agency to improve the team's brand. You like his chances? Winning, not marketing. A good improvement. The Knicks brand, just winning players, baby. Last one, NHL All-Star Weekend. What are you looking forward to, Frank? I was looking forward to Alex Ovechkin. He's not going to be there the second straight year. By the way, Ovechkin needs eight more goals to get to 700. Not bad. We're out of time. Thanks for watching. I'm Frank Isola. And I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time Monday, knuckleheads, from South Beach.